1: it's Thursday, it is October tenth, it's two thousand nineteen, and we're here to talk week six NFL. Um, joined by my good buddy, Genie for 07. Grant, how are you doing, my friend?
0: Life is fantastic, could not get much better, and gosh, I love the break between MLB and basketball where all we have is football
1: couldn't have my my kid at a better time. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, just, I've been I've been doing really well in um fantasy baseball playoffs and like this is like the third straight year that I've done well. So, except for today I played faulty 100% on drafting. So, <laughs> it did not end well. Yeah. Did not work out. Um you know, being different sometimes doesn't always work out. So, <laughs> like I would have did it, you know, 10 out of 10 times, but you know, I knew I knew Flaherty was going to be popular. He's like 68% owned in most tournaments I played in. So like I just was trying to be different. So, Anyway, we are brought to you by fantasydraft.com, the rake-free DFS site. If you head on over to Fantasy Draft, sign up to the Rotogrinders links. You'll get three months of Rotogrinders premium for Fantasy Draft once you make your first deposit and start playing over there. And you'll get access to cool promos. So if you haven't checked them out, check them out. There will be a listeners league free roll this week for fantasy draft. I'll post it in the comment section on the Roto grinders page. If you go to Roto grinders, you go to podcast, click on the link for the podcast. It will be in the comment section. We're giving away 250 bucks, um, free money this week and the top three place finishers will get Roto grinders t-shirts. So we're going to give out some, some swag, some money, um, you know seventy five bucks for first fifty bucks for second and twenty five dollars for third and then uh paying the top seven spots and then eighty eighth through eighty second we'll each get a buck dollar fantasy cash over there on fantasy Drafts, so um hey i've I've seen weirder things where people turn a dollar into a dollar single entry and do something so I'll post the link in the comments. Again, the first three finishers will get um, a Grinders t-shirt. We've been working with Fantasy Draft to do something for the listeners. And um, just to appreciate you guys listening to each and every week. So um, make sure you check out the free roll. Let's jump in. Um, interesting main slate this week. And uh, obviously, we'll talk about that in a second. But Let's get started with this Thursday night football game. I think the biggest thing here uh, to talk about is the injuries. It's a forty-one and a half total. New England's favored by sixteen and a half games in New England. Potential um, weather—we'll have to see what that all what's what's all about that before the start of this game. But starting with the Giants here, Grant Barkley, Ingram, Shepard, Gallman—all out um, officially now. So we look at the Giants facing one of the best defenses. They're number one in DVOA um, this season overall. What are we doing here with the Giants on this showdown slate?
0: I mean, with Gallman and Barkley out, you just play Hillman. Um, Like, they really don't have too much depth here. And he's going to get the entirety of the workload, him and Penny. Um, So, you can play either of them. Don't really know how it's going to work out. Penny's super cheap. Uh, Hillman's not that expensive and then you play Tate he's the main option in that lineup and you play Slayton he's the number 2 option like if you really need to save some money you can go with Latimer um but he's super cheap and he may end up doing very little though i mean this New England defense is very good especially against very bad teams so like there's not a whole lot to like i don't like this entire game just i'm probably not playing too much of it um on the on slate so like, it's just go – you know where the all the usage and all the targets are going, so you go with those guys and you just hope for the best.
1: Yeah, you also got to, like, you know, think that New England Patriots defense is going to be really, really popular here. So, like, there's that. Um, you know, just to kind of add to what you're saying, like, Tate would probably be my favorite play. Um, I actually don't hate maybe playing, like, a little – Like, depending on how many teams you play, I usually play, like, the 20-inch max stuff. Um, I usually – I'll have some exposure to Daniel Jones just because I think the Patriots' defense will be so popular here. Um, A couple other names just to throw out there. Ellison um, will start here. He's 200 bucks on DraftKings. Like, you really don't need much from him, and he's going to get a starter role. Um, So, with Ingram out, I think Rhett Ellison is somebody you potentially look at here. At 200 bucks, you mentioned Latimer. He's 800 bucks. Like, you're just taking shots on these guys just because they're uber cheap. And I wouldn't recommend playing these guys in like the captain spot or anything. But I'll have some exposure to these guys just because they're so cheap. And you know, we go to the Patriot side of things here, and you know, you look at New England, and I think the defense is going to be really popular. Dorsett is ruled out for this game already, um, and Gordon and Edelman are both banged up, so like obviously that's all very interesting uh what are we looking at here when it comes to new england
0: i mean brady uh james white will probably have a pretty good role in this one burkhead's already out i believe probably just said that or no he's questionable
1: right now it doesn't look yeah, like. yeah we he's don't know play. if he's gonna play or not
0: yeah well in any case if burkhead's in there then i think you could potentially take a shot on him um josh gordon if you'd like it's just we'll see who ends up playing. Who ends up playing in the wide receiver spots. Probably going to be good plays. Um, and then Burkhead's a good long shot guy. Obviously, you mentioned the Patriots defense. Like, yeah. I mean, you can play pretty much anyone there. They're going to score points. They're so projected for a high total. Someone on this offense is going to do something. And obviously, you can stay Latimer and Ellison on the other side, too. You really can really fit in anyone you want.
1: Um. So, like – if you're looking at the Patriots, like I said, I, I think the Patriots defense is really solid here for sure. Um I hate playing quarterbacks in my captain spot. But I think this is a week you potentially play Brady in your captain spot. Um, maybe Edelman, maybe White or Michelle. The other guy that I really like here as a tournament play, um, wouldn't play him in a captain spot, but Jacoby Myers, anybody that played preseason DFS knows that Jacoby Myers can ball. Um with Dorsett out, Jacoby Myers is going to be the third wide receiver here. He's kind of expensive, too. So, like, the fact that, like, he's a little expensive makes, it, makes me like him even more. So, I like Jacoby Myers here as a tournament play. But um, Patriots defense, the running backs, Tom Brady, Edelman, like, you can never go wrong with this offense, especially in this type of matchup. And, um, you know, you, you have to like the Patriots here. Big-time favorites, 28, you know, implied total they're going to, they're going to score some or points. So uh, let's move on to the main slate. We get start, or I guess we'll talk really quick about the Carolina Tampa game 47 total. It's the game in London. They're playing at nine 30 in the morning. Pretty sure. Um, there's a showdown slate for it. I'll pull that up really quick. Um, 47 total Carolina's favored by two. What do you like here on Carolina? One game, showdown slate. Um, Christian McCaffrey, you probably your captain, right? Yeah,
0: CMC's is definitely your captain. I need they pull pricing here really quick.
1: As soon yeah, I'm as i
0: Yeah, yeah. Things are tough sometimes. I, I'm not seeing pricing
1: on the slate at all. At you, least gotta, you have to do – you have to select it as a showdown, which they don't even have a showdown slate for it. So, who knows?
0: I mean, CMC, Moore and Samuel, both of them can go off for a decent game. Um, Over on the Tampa Bay side, people are going to be all over Godwin, so going over to Evans is probably the right move. Uh, Like O.J. Howard, I'm really not sure what pricing is. Um, But, yeah, like, (laughs) it's a real easy game. CMC is the main target, and then you can go with either of the outside guys for uh, Carolina with Samuel and Moore, and then – you really want to take a shot. Olsen's not the worst idea in the world over on the other side. Um, people are going to play Godwin a ton. He's been great so far, but could easily be an Evans game here. But Carolina's got a good defense. I don't know if I'm going to be using him too much. And Fading McCaffrey isn't the worst idea in the world. I mean, Carolina, or not, Tampa Bay's been the best team against the run so far this season. Yes, he can get it done in the uh, receiving game, but pivoting off of him and going with the outside guys is probably a decent move.
1: Yeah, um I, I like Curtis Samuel. I like more I really like the Olsen call. Um Tampa's allowing the second most fantasy points per game to tight end So uh the, the Tampa has shut down running backs this season. So like if you want to get contrarian, maybe put McCaffrey in just the flex instead of the captain spot. But no way I'm fading Christian McCaffrey here um at this point. And then you mentioned it on Tampa. Uh Mike Evans, Godwin Winston all in play here but um, without having pricing or even a slate so far for this game uh, it's it's tough to kind of talk about so Philadelphia at Minnesota the main slate gets started here with these two teams as a 44 total Minnesota's favored by three at home in this game Um, what do we like here for Philly
0: for me, it's really just Ertz. Um, Minnesota's been giving up a decent amount of t- uh, targets to opposing tight ends, a 26% target share to opposing tight ends. Earths is a guy that's always very much involved. Minnesota has a good overall defense. Howard's probably going to be shadowing Jeffrey. It's it's just I me. Mean, this isn't going to be a high-scoring game. I'm seeing some movement down on the under there, I believe. And I'm seeing no movement on the spread, even though people are hammering Philly. So I think that Minnesota wins this one pretty easily here, and Ertz is going to be the only guy involved.
1: Yeah, I like the I like Ertz for sure, but um, I like Nelson Aguilar here too. He's run um, over sixty percent of his routes from the slot. We know that you know Xavier Rhodes is going to shadow Alshon Jeffrey. Um, I, I think Ertz benefits from that too. So, like, I, I do, I agree with you. I like the Ertz call. I just think Nelson Aguilar, with Deshaun Jackson doubtful, I think Nelson Aguilar is going to be in the slot a lot in this game. And, um, you know, he's coming coming off of games where he's played at least 85% of the snaps um, now and, you know, every game this season. So, like Nelson Aguilar as a tournament play here, um, yeah, like, outside of that, like, really don't like the running back situation with Howard and, and Sanders. And, um, you know, the Minnesota side of things, like, The Philly secondary has really struggled this season. They're allowing the fifth most fantasy points to wide receivers. Like, is this a week to get off of Dalvin Cook and play the running back or the wide receivers, or do we just continue to play um, Dalvin Cook?
0: I think Dalvin Cook's going to go a little bit lower owned than he should. I mean, Philly's been good against the run so far this year, and the secondary is just so – so terrible that going with Thielen or Diggs is not the worst idea in the world. Expect them to go to a little bit more pass happy going up against this matchup. I mean, I have to assume any NFL coach is smart enough to take advantage of a bad secondary. So you never know with coaches, but I'd assume that they're going to pass the ball a bit more than they have in the past. That being said, I don't hate Dalvin cook as a tournament play. Like he's going to go low owned. He is involved a lot in the passing game. And so the fact that they've been running at a massive clip and yet, Dalvin Cook has still had six and eight targets the last two weeks, five the week before that. Like he's been involved in the passing game, and he went off for eighty-six yards last week. And so, there's no guarantee that if they are passing the ball more, that Dalvin Cook doesn't get much run. So, I I like Dalvin Cook. I like both Diggs and Thielen. I'm not in love with anything here, but I gotta assume that Thielen's going to get a decent workload, and his price tag is really low.
1: Yeah, I, honestly, I'd mix in both of these guys um, if you're playing tournaments. They would be in my wide receiver builds for sure, Thielen and Diggs. So I, I think they both have potential here. You need the you know, the, the big game from one of them. Um, I don't think they both have big games. So maybe you make a group of zero to one on these guys. But I would definitely get exposure to Thielen and Diggs. And Dalvin Cook, until I see like he's not matchup proof, I'll keep playing him. Like, it's just as simple as that for me. Like, he's averaging over 100 yards rushing per game. He struggled against Chicago, but even in the game against Chicago, like, he ended up with six catches, like you were saying. Like, he's so involved in the passing game and those close games were where they're trailing. Like, the floor is just high on Dalvin Cook, and I'm just going to keep playing him. I don't care about the matchup. Um, next up, we got the Saints and the Jags. Um, 44 total here. Jacksonville, favorite at home in this one. Um, uh, no respect for Teddy Bridgewater or all the respect for Minshew. Um, what are we doing here with the Saints? Um,
0: with the Saints, it's a little bit tough. I do like Michael Thomas, he's getting a big enough target share, and his price tag is isn't great, but it isn't terrible here. Uh, Ramsey, I assume, is not going to be in the game, just like i assumed every single week, and he hasn't. Uh, but Thomas gets enough of a target share going up against this Jacksonville defense that hasn't been great versus the pass and has given up some pretty big games to wide receivers at times. So Michael Thomas, I'm willing to go back to the well there. Kamara is an all right play. Um, don't love him. Don't hate him. Jacksonville's struggled versus running back so far this season, and we know that Kamara is a staple of this offense, especially with Bridgewater in there. So I don't know if I'm going with Teddy. I think he's in play. I probably won't end up using him. Um, he's kind of a boomer bus guy. I mean, people talk about, oh, he's not going to do too much. Drew Brees is clearly way better. Well, Drew Brees had off games a lot last year. There's games where they just didn't rely on him at all. He had multiple games. Like, there's a stretch of times where – time last year where he had similar numbers to what Bridgewater had in his first three games. Bridgewater's completing passes at close to 77. 77- over a 70% clip in all three games where he's played the full game here. Like, using Bridgewater in tournaments is not the worst idea in the world, and you can pair him with both Michael Thomas and Kamara because Kamara can get it done in the receiving game, and he can end up with some receiving touchdowns here. So, yeah, all this to say, like, I really don't hate this offense or this game stack as much as a lot of other people do.
1: Yeah, I like Kamara a lot here. Like, we just saw what Christian McCaffrey did to this Jacksonville defense. Why can't Alvin Kamara do the same thing? Um, So, I I think Alvin Kamara is a fantastic play. And you got to look at Michael Thomas with Bridgewater at quarterback. You know, those three games, he has 29 targets. So, that's plenty enough targets for me to have interest in him. Um, The other guy that I think more on touchdown-dependent sites like Yahoo and Fandle, I think you got to kind of look at Jared Cook here. I don't think there's a bunch of great tight end plays, but we also have to remember, like, you look at this past game and the game before, like, they're trying to get Jared Cook in the end zone, and I talked about it last week. Eric Crane laughed at me. 14 fantasy points. Crane, touchdown. I was right. You were wrong. Um, <laughs> just because he's not in here. I can say it. Uh, on the Jacksonville Jag side of things, I think a lot of people are going to be playing um, DJ Chark this week, and for good reason, right? He's 5,500. He's looked great. You know, he's had... 43 targets over the last four games. Um, he's coming off of a very, very good game against Carolina. And as much as we respect Marshawn Lattimore, I think the respect is always there for Marshawn Lattimore. He has not been amazing this year, but, like, you still kind of ex- – you you respect the talent.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, he has definitely been bad this year. Um, but, yeah, I don't care. I'm still going with uh, DJ Chark. I'm going with Fournette. and I'm going with Minshew. Minshew's one of the few guys that are super cheap this week, just sitting there at 5K. And we just saw his upside last game, uh, going for 27 points versus a Carolina defense that's actually been very good so far this year. Like, he's had some tough matchups so far this season. Comes into KC, not even fully in there, and he does well. Houston, a good defense. Tennessee, a good defense. Denver, a good defense, even though they haven't showed it. Like, he's had tough matchups, and then Carolina – I don't think people realize how good this guy is, and he has some weapons here. I love DJ Shark. I love Fournette, who gets involved in the pass game. as one of the largest target shares of any running back in the league, and he can always break off a massive run out of the receiving game. Like I, I like this entire offense here. And, again, I already kind of mentioned it with New Orleans. I like this game stack. It could be a very high-scoring game that not enough people are going to look at.
1: It. So one of my favorite tournament plays on the slate is D.D. Westbrook. Um... I love attacking PJ Williams and it works way more than it doesn't. Um, the slot corner for anybody that doesn't know for the saints, um, he just continues to struggle and like, yeah, I think DJ Chark has definitely cemented his way into this offense, but like, we're still seeing high targets, uh good, good amount of targets for DD Westbrook. The routes that he are running that he's running is still really solid. The snaps is still really solid. So, like, Chris Conley, they, they used him a lot last week. He ended up playing um, just as much as Shark, but he didn't play – like, D.D. played less, but it's more of just matchup here. I like D.D. Westbrook a lot for tournaments. And um, Jeff Swamp, <laughs> oh, Oshani is out. So, I, I think that, you know, you have to potentially look at this cheap tight end who is going to see um, uptick in, in playing time here and, you know, potential – he ran 21 routes last week, so I think that we have to kind of respect and, and think that he's going to see some increased work here moving forward.
0: Yeah, yeah I agree.
1: Uh, moving on, moving on. Uh, highest total on the slate, we got Houston at Kansas City. It's 54-and-a-half, Kansas City favored by five in this game. Uh, the Chiefs have been very lackluster, but I think everybody agrees here this is going to be a shootout type of game, um, starting with the Houston side of things. Watson's coming off of a big game and I don't see a reason that, you know, we could potentially see another big game from him. Yeah,
0: no, it's a great spot here going up against Casey. It's going to be a high scoring game and Watson is averaging 26 points on the season. He's had some good games. He's had some bad games. It was bad games came against Jacksonville. Um, and they had Ramsey. His bad game came against Carolina. Who's been fantastic on the defensive end, but whenever he's faced, uh, decent team in a high scoring game he's done very well 44 29 and 31 points in his high scoring games so i think there's a spot yeah where you can absolutely go to watson we don't really know exactly i'm i'm assuming mahomes is going to play he practiced today he should play we don't know how much he's going to be hindered but i think regardless even with, uh hobbled mahomes can still put up a bunch of points here like hopkins like going to nuke here everyone saw what fuller did he got price increase and i'm guessing that He's still going to be decently owned in this matchup. Um, I gotta assume that people are going to see the recency bias, see that the were there and all this stuff was there so far. He just finally had a breakout game, but Nuke is still, still the guy in this offense. He hasn't had a double-digit par- target game since week one, but he's go- gone against teams again that outside of Atlanta have had someone to shut him down. They had Ramsey on him in week two, Hayward on him in week three, and that Carolina defense in week four. Um, didn't do great versus Atlanta last week, but still caught seven out of eight targets. So I see a big workload for Nuke here. And then off the board, deep field tournament plays, either Atkins or Fells, they both had decent games in the last two out of the last three games. Um, And Kansas City's given up a massive target share to opposing tight ends. Like we've seen multiple tight ends, the same team do well against Kansas City, probably every single game so far this season. So, Taking a shot on Fells or Aikens, not a bad idea.
1: Yeah, I I, I don't disagree with that. Um, either of those tight ends, like, you're probably going to get a combined four targets. You just need the touchdowns, and, like, the, that's very doable. But DeAndre Hopkins is the play here for me. I think this is going to be the DeAndre Hopkins blow-up game. Um, if still sits, I think you maybe potentially could take a shot on Kiki Kote. Um He's still cheap enough that I feel like firing some shots on him in tournaments is not bad, 3500 But love DeAndre Hopkins. Love DeAndre Hopkins. Love Watson. Um, we'll play some Fuller just because it would be dumb not to play Fuller here um, if, you're, if you're really high on Houston like I am. Uh, the Kansas City side of this game, obviously we're going to have to wait and see uh, news here on uh, Tyree Kill and Sammy Watkins. Pra- Tiger kill practice limited on Wednesday and Watkins wasn't, um, practicing at all with the hamstring injury. So if we can use that, these guys sit, like obviously Pringle, is going to be a very, very chalky $3,500 value play coming off of a nine target game. Um, hard not to play him. If those two guys sit. though.
0: Yeah. He's going to be super chalky though. I mean, I'll, I'll end up playing in cash, but this Kansas city, I mean, we've seen different guys go off pretty much every single week. Yeah, pretty much every single week this entire season. It was Hartman one week. It was Sammy Watkins one week. It was Robinson one week. It was Pringle one week. Like, they keep mixing things up pretty much every single game. Obviously, Travis Kelsey's in play, but he's a little bit expensive there at 7K, and we just haven't seen a breakout game for him. I think it could potentially happen here, but Houston's been fairly good at shutting down uh, opposing tight ends, although I think a little of that has to do with their matchups. Obviously, Mahomes is – if he plays and if he's fine, then uh, he's the top raw points guy, I think, on the entire slate. Tough to pad for him, but it's a bunch of different ways that you can pair him up. Uh, but I think Hardman and Robinson are probably, if Watkins and Hill are both out, Hardman and Robinson are probably two of the top plays from this offense with so GVPs because everyone's got to be on Pringle. And then Kelsey's obviously a guy you can use.
1: What Grant's saying is if these two guys miss this game, just load up on Houston (laughs) or load up on Kansas City. Um, Wouldn't play Shady McCoy. He only saw 24.5% of the snaps last week after Damian Williams returned. So don't think I would touch that situation right now. Yeah. Up next, we got Washington at Miami. Uh, 41 total here. Washington favored by three and a half in this game. Um, What do we like here for Washington? Everything.
0: Everything. Literally everything. Um, I'm gonna be playing this game all over the place. I may be alone. Everyone's gonna be worried about the fact that they wanna establish the run and I put that in air quotes. Um, but I don't know if that's actually true. I mean I'll take some shots on AP just because of what they said, and Miami's been so bad versus the run, but they've been the worst team versus the past, realistically this season. I mean you look at their D V P numbers and they're not actually that big, it's because They've been involved in such massive blowouts every single week. Like, they are the worst pass defense by such a large margin this season, in my opinion. And so I'm loading up on Keenum. I actually love McLovin or McLaren, whatever you want to call him. Um, I like Paul Richardson. He's not a terrible play. We saw the big games that he put up with Case Keenum in the lineup, or at least the decent games they put up with Case Keenum in the lineup. He's only 4,900. I'm going to stack this game up all over the place because they're just, it's just such a sweet matchup and it's going to be close. Um, even if it's not terribly high scoring, Case Keenum can put up boatloads of yards in a real hurry. So it's great for the boat, for the wide receivers.
1: Yeah. He's cheap. So, you know, if you can get one of those week one type games where he went off, like he did against Philly, um, obviously there's a ton of upside in that. Uh, McLaurin, uh, wide receiver one for me if I'm targeting this Washington offense um I'll mix in some Richardson I like Thompson um I think he's a guy that we could see get used a little bit more here with the new coach unless he just is fully committed to AP but Miami is allowing the most fantasy points to running backs too so not only are they allowing the most fantasy points to wide or quarterbacks they're also allowing the first or most amounts to running backs the fourth most to tight ends and eighth most to wide receivers so needless to say it's very very good to attack Miami even though we get two terrible offenses here anyway um the Miami side of things here I, I want exposure to Miami too Preston Williams is cheap Parker's cheap um Drake is cheap for an every down for a starting running back type role he's playing around like 60 percent of the snaps but Belage is a guy that just kind of disappeared um so this is a this is a team that I, I want to attack those three guys from. Yeah, and
0: I don't even mind using Josh Rosen. He's only 4,500. You know that if you pair it with cheap wide receivers of Rosen actually has the 300-yard passing game with a few touchdowns, which going up against the 30th-ranked pass defense or 31st-ranked pass defense in the league, is not out of the realm of possibility. You mentioned Drake. I really like Drake. This is the first run script the entire – or game script the entire season that actually favors him. Um 4,400 for a uh, starting running back going up against one of the worst run defenses in the league. Uh, Sign me up for that. Yeah, Parker and Williams, both of them are going to get a large target share. Williams, seven and 12 targets the last two games. Parker only four and six, but he had seven in the first two. I really like both these teams here. I'm going to use a lot of these wide receivers. Probably a decent amount of running backs. A lot of these quarterbacks. I am – this is my favorite game stack, and it could go terribly. But realistically, if you're stacking up this game with like you throw Rosen in there, you throw Williams, you throw McLaren, and you throw Parker in there, and you have just tons of money to pay up at running back, which is not going to be a big strategy. So you can get all those guys in with three premium running backs, a good tight end. And defense this week, it's interesting. It, Minimum price defense is 1500 You have them in with the guys I mentioned. You have 7-3 to pay for your two running backs your tight end and your flex. So even if most of them crash and burn to a small extent, you still have a decent chance at min-cashing with the upside you get at the other positions.
1: So, yeah, um, I don't really have much to add. I will say Kershaw just gave up back-to-back home runs and that game is tied down. Son and of a biscuit. I'm just saying, everybody that gave me crap the other day for saying a starter shouldn't – Come in, in relief when he's not used to doing it i'm saying cincinnati at baltimore 47 and a half total on this one now when i opened up this slate i did not expect um this game to have a 47 and a half total but it does and it's kind of interesting for that fact cincinnati Bengals side of things here they are big time dogs um any interest here in cincy mixing
0: i mean you can take a shot on boyd or tate they're still going to get the majority of the targets here, but it's Mixon for me. This Baltimore defense isn't the same we've seen in the past. They haven't been great versus the run. Like Mixon is a guy that's underperformed pretty much all season, but he's getting a good amount of work. I think this game stays a little bit closer than people realize. And if it does, like we saw, we saw Arizona just essentially, or not Arizona, Cincinnati hammer the ball the entire first drive against Arizona. They're willing to do that, and the only reason the Mixon didn't go off for a massive game is because uh since he was kind of coming from behind later on in the game. So I really like mixing here. Just five point five K. That's too cheap for his talent. And if this Baltimore defense really is as bad as they've been, he could potentially be in for a big game.
1: Yeah, I don't hate um the mixing call. I love Boyd. You know, this guy 38% target share last week. Um he had 14 targets. Like we we just have to expect that like his targets are going to be double digit. Probably the rest of the season now. Like you know, he there's no reason not to be throwing to him a bunch. So I really like Tyler Boyd here. Uh, You know, it's on paper. If you look at it, uh, Baltimore should be playing better defense than they are. But you know, if you watch any of the games, this defense is struggling. So um, I like Tyler Boyd a lot. I don't mind going back to the well on like Auden Tate, but it's probably realistically going to be Boyd and a little bit of mixing, maybe with a little bit of Tate, just because. As much as I played him last week, I'd be really disappointed if he scored a touchdown this week and I didn't have any exposure to him. So, um, And then on the Baltimore side, I think Lamar Jackson is, you know, a guy that you're playing almost every week right now. Um, and this is a week that I, I feel like he's a top three, you know, raw points quarterback. Yeah.
0: Um, real interesting is the fact that, I mean, uh, part of it has to do with their matchup so far this season. But they're giving up the 27th most or the 5th most uh, points to quarterbacks, but they're giving up the 5th least to tight ends and wide receivers. That just goes to show you that uh, they can give up a boatload of rushing yards to Lamar Jackson, so I don't think it's a requirement to actually pair him with anyone or even just, if you only pair him with Andrews, it's not the worst idea in the world, or just Hollywood Brown. You don't need to do a full-on stack. I like Jackson. I like Ingram. Cincinnati has been absolutely terrible versus defense. Ingram wasn't in practice today, but Wasn't injury-related, so I don't think that there's any worry about him not playing this week. He's been a guy that's obviously been – they've gone to many times, especially against bad rushing defenses in the end zone. We could potentially see a three-touchdown game out of Ingram here. Even if he doesn't go for 100 yards, he can still get that giant touchdown upside. So, for me, it's mostly just Jackson and Ingram with no problem playing Brown or Andrews. But uh, if Andrews is out, then Hurst is a fantastic play at 3,200.
1: Yeah, and if Marquise Brown sits, uh, he's dealing with an ankle injury. didn't practice Wednesday either. Um, if he sits, I think you could potentially look at, like, a Willie Sneed. Um, but your 3K crapper for large field tournaments is Seth Roberts. Um He's 3K. I've been there before. Yeah, we've definitely been here before. But, you know, he ended up playing uh, 68% of the snaps. He ran 18 routes, which was more than Willie Steed and Mark Andrews last week. So, he's 3K. Like, you know, in large field tournaments, you still want around 15 fantasy points. But, you know, I think that, you know, Seth Roberts is going to be a guy that's probably less than 3% owned here. So, uh, just a large field tournament play. I don't know if you have to pair Lamar Jackson with anybody, but um, I'll play some Lamar Jackson naked too. So plenty of ways to attack Baltimore, but it all starts with Lamar. um, And I don't hate Ingram, like, since he's been really bad against the run. Yeah. Uh, Moving on here. We got the Seahawks and the Browns, 47 total. Seattle's favored by one and a half in this game. Um, you know, obviously Cleveland coming off a terrible game on Monday Night Football. Uh, what do you like here for the Seahawks?
0: I mean, pretty much everyone. It's interesting that they start off as a dog in this game and now they've moved all the way over to the favorite. I like I like Wilson pretty much every single, every single week this season, even when he doesn't get – a big workload. He's been so incredibly efficient all season long that it hasn't been a big worry here. I mean, he just put up 30 points on 23 uh, passes in the last game. They run the ball a lot, but Wilson can still put up a big game like Disley, like Metcalf, like Lockett, like Carson, like Wilson. I really don't have a guy that I don't like in this game, but there's also not a single guy that I love in this game. If anyone would probably be Lockett. He still hasn't had any massive catches like his long he's had 240 yard catches so far this season but we've seen him at different times where they're passing the ball a decent amount he gets 10 12 targets and it's still a guy that can go for a 50 yard catch he has 40 point upside 6400 not going to find that too much so Lockett's by far my favorite but i don't have a problem with anyone here
1: yeah i think you can look at disley again um i continue to be wrong about him he didn't have a monster game last week, but he still did enough. Um, I like Chris Carson a lot. Like We're finally starting to see like Chris Carson, with a majority of the snaps, played 84% in week four and then 88% last week. So 27 carries last week after having 22 against Arizona the week before. If they're going to give Carson this type of workload, we just saw what the the three-headed back – field did for um san francisco against this defense so i like chris carson a lot um and then pretty much every good you said i like what wilson just about every week now he's just been absolutely crushing it um the cleveland side of things i think the where we should start is probably odell beckham jr 6800 um we saw that on on monday night football Technically, he was that cheap, but, like, we're seeing a really cheap price tag here for Odell Beckham um, as an elite wide receiver.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, clearly one of the best wide receivers in the game, and just because Baker looked absolutely horrible last game. Beckham averaged 10 targets the first three games in the season. I don't have any reason to think that he shouldn't be doing that every single week just because Baker was trash. This game got out of hand. That was kind of why he had a bad game, but the Seahawks' defense is – just all right. Um, it's not really great. Yes, they have a decent pass rush, and that could potentially cause a problem with for uh, Baker. But Beckham can go off for a massive game at any given time. It is the cheapest we've seen in a while. Him and Nick Chubb, I think, are a great play. Nick Chubb's always a good play. Seattle's defense is just average versus the run. Chubb didn't really do great the first three games of the season, but he hasn't been in single digits all season long. So there is a, a bit of a floor here, and he does occasionally get involved in the passing game. Nick Chubb and Beckham are the only two that I'm really looking at from the Cleveland side.
1: You know, I I think that, I I think you can look at Landry too, Um, just because like his target share is still plenty fine for 5,200. He's still a guy that can have that big game. Um, Like he's yet to score a touchdown this season and he's averaging 13.3 fantasy points. So one touchdown and like we're looking at a really solid game for him. So, I think if you're going to run a bunch of Seattle type stacks with those guys, I think you can run it back with Beckham and Landry. Um, But I, and, and, and Chubb Um, I don't hate Chubb either. So, but those are the three guys. Probably won't take a lot of Baker Mayfield. If I take any Um, just, it would be more just the narrative of him being very low owned. Uh, But that's going to be like a Sunday morning decision to add him to my player pool at quarterback, because I'll be honest, I don't, Love um, a lot of quarterbacks this week, so I wouldn't be shocked if he makes um, my pull. 49ers and Rams, 50 and a half total here. Rams favored by three and a half in this game. Um, what do we like here for the 49ers? Not really a giant
0: fan of anything outside of Kittle. Kittle's price tag of 5,200 just seems a little bit cheap. We just saw him go up there or go off last week, and he didn't really get a price increase as he would gotten a price de- decrease every single week season pretty much and now he gets a matchup versus the rams the rams have been just all right versus the tight end so far this season but kittle is absolutely fantastic i don't know if i can trust any of the running backs or the wide receivers don't know if i want to play garoppolo with how much they've been running the ball and how well they've actually done with running the ball so far this season so really for me it's it's like you can take a shot on Brita if you really want just cuz of his price tag but he only got 11 rushes in that last game. We can't really expect a giant amount of usage even though he has been very efficient. Like there's no one I really want to use at the running back position. There's no one I really want to go with at the wide receiver position. So it's it's Kendall for me and that's it.
1: Yeah, don't be too fooled here by Brita. He had an 83-yard touchdown run like you know good for him uh, that he crushed it um and like coleman had a big run too i think it was like 18 19 20 yards but um so like yeah um i think honestly for me it's kittle i don't really trust any of the wide receivers they're all really cheap but i think kittle's the guy here um just the wide receivers don't play enough snaps in general Like, Goodwin would be the guy, I guess. Um, But, yeah, it's Kittle. This is a Kittle spot for me. On the Rams, you know, I was really impressed. I've been really impressed by the 49ers' defense all season. They're second overall in DVOA. They're first against the pass, fifth against the run. Um, I don't know. This total is high, and this game's in L.A. Jared Goff plays better at home. What do we like here for the Rams?
0: I mean, there's no one I love. I like Goff. I like Cup. I like Woods. Um, if Cook misses, I like Reynolds. Is just a super cheap guy. I don't hate Everett, um, but that's mostly depending. If Cooks does not play, uh, then I do like Everett quite a bit. But the mo- guy that I have the most interest in is Gurley. Um, people are probably going to be scared because of his left thigh con- contusion um, and his quad. But He's still got four touchdowns in the last two games there. We were worried about it at the beginning of the season. He was losing red some snaps, but he got 74% of the uh, snap count last week. San Francisco Giants or 49ers team has been very good versus the running back, but 6,200 for Gurley considering his touchdown upside. Remember, this was a guy that was on pace to set to the touchdown record last year, and although he has not done a whole lot this year, he still has five touchdowns in five games um that's pretty darn impressive considering that he hasn't gotten that much of a workload in one of those games he only got five attempts he's only got 64 on the season one out of every attempt ends up as a touchdown pretty much like Gurley's just too cheap considering his upside even against a very good San Francisco defense
1: yeah um I like that call I like Everett a lot um if Cooks misses so he he would be a guy that I like a lot if Cooks ends up not playing and like I'd like Cooper Cup every week, but this is a tough matchup. Like, you know, this is a spot where – do you trust the talent against um, Quan Williams, who's been playing outstanding this season? Because that's, you know, kind of what you have to think of. But Cooper Cup, as far as the targets, like 12, 15, and 17 in the last three games, so – you have to think that the target share is going to be extremely high again. Um, Jared Goff likes Cooper Cup a lot. But um, if Cooks misses, I think you mix in the passing game here. I like the girly call. Um, moving on. Falcons and Cardinals, 51 total. Atlanta favored by two and a half in this game. Um, Atlanta, a team that has been kind of disappointing this year, I think is the, is the nicest way to say it. Yeah. Yeah, um, pretty much. <laughs> you know, they're, Arizona, obviously, they're allowing the most fantasy points to tight ends. We know that. They're allowing the third most to quarterbacks. Um, what do you like here when it comes to Atlanta?
0: Matt Ryan, Hooper, I think you can go to Julio. I think you can go to Ridley. I think you can go to Sanu. Um, I'm going to mix and match pieces with Hooper being my favorite guy. Um, I don't mind Ido Smith there at 4,300. Uh, you're not going to get a massive game out of him, but we've seen that he's being a little bit more involved in the passing game recently we've seen him uh get used in the red zone he's not going to have a massive workload but he can still get you 10 15 points just 4300 he's a decent pivot off of drake like i said hooper but matt ryan like he can we've seen arizona just not give up too many massive games to one wide receiver it's always been a tight end or and the wide receivers have been spread out outside of tyler boyd last weekend I think Ryan, especially with the up pace this game's going to be playing in a dome, even though it's away from home and he hasn't done great, or the Falcons haven't done great on the road, Uh, Matt Ryan's still putting up 300 yards literally every single week this season. He's not past 300 yards passing in any given game. And outside of one game, he's had double digit passing touchdowns. I think this is a week where you play Matt Ryan and you pair him with just two guys it doesn't matter who it is it can be Julio it can be Ridley it can be Sanu it can be Hooper and you just mix and match them because they're going to have a whole lot of plays in this game considering the pace that Arizona goes at
1: yeah I would um, I'd probably rank them Hooper Julio Ridley and the only reason I'd rank Hooper number one here is price if I factor in like Julio at 8k and I factor in Hooper at 5k just the price for Hooper in, in general seems better to me Um, the Arizona side of things here, you know, it sounds like Christian Kirk is, um, still very questionable. Um, you know, he, he's limited on Wednesday in practice. Uh, David Johnson's banged up right now. He did not practice. He's dealing with a back injury. Um, so uh, obviously we're going to have to wait and see here. Chase Edmonds would be a fantastic play if David Johnson does not play. Um, Edmonds is a guy that can catch the ball in the backfield. Atlanta, one of the worst teams in football for years now against pass-catching running backs. But Kyler Murray, Fitzgerald, Kirk if he plays, um, all these guys very much can play here against Atlanta.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, Like you said, Edmonds, if DJ doesn't play, if DJ does play, I'll still play DJ. Love Murray. He's one of my top quarterbacks on the week. I uh, think that he's going to be in for a big workload here going up against a terrible defense, which – He's faced some defenses that are actually decent so far this season. When you look at his schedule, Seattle's – and since he weren't great defenses, but um, like he's finally rushing the ball quite a bit more. He's a solid QB. He's great for fantasy because of the pace. Um, yeah, Larry Fitz, Keyshawn Johnson, both of them are great plays, especially if Kirk and Bird are out. I'll be playing both of them. And Edmonds like – this has got a very high total, and if Kirk and Bird are both out, then you're not paying a whole lot for pretty much all the guys in this offense outside of DJ, which was no guarantee that DJ is going to end up getting touchdowns. Murray hasn't had a whole lot of touchdowns so far this season, just two passing touchdowns or four passing touchdowns on the year, and I don't expect that to continue, especially against Atlanta. So I'll play pretty much everyone from this Arizona team.
1: Yeah, I think, like, obviously, I think it's going to be one of the popular games, but for good reason. Tennessee at Denver, 39 total Denver, favored by two and a half in this one. Um, is there anything here on the Tennessee Titans that you like?
0: No, not really, Derrick Henry. Um, I was going to say, but... like,
1: Henry on, like, a Yahoo on a FanDuel. Um, you know, Denver is allowing the fifth most fantasy points to running backs. Like, this seems like a Derrick Henry spot on paper. Like... I don't love it, but I feel like on touchdown dependent sites, like you could potentially see like a two touchdown Derrick Henry game and like, oh, why didn't we play Derrick Henry against a team that's allowing a ton of points and has been terrible against the run all year? Yeah, and I don't
0: hate Delaney Walker either. Um, thirty seven hundred. He hasn't done much of anything in the last few weeks. Um, but he's still a guy with a four uh, with a thirteen and a twenty two point game so far this season, and he's only thirty seven hundred, so he can, easily, he can go out for a two-touchdown game at any given time. Um, points are probably going to be scored here, so I don't hate it.
1: Yeah, and, like, you think about this game in general, too. Um, two semi-slow teams in general here, so I just – honestly, it's just one of those games where I just don't really expect much from. So, like – I don't even like – I honestly, I probably won't even play like Delaney Walker this week. Like, you just look at – Jonu Smith has been playing more. You know, Delaney Walker has four targets over the last two games combined. The target share in general, like, they're just not – Tennessee is hardly throwing the ball. They're very committed to the run. I just – it smells like a stinker. Marcus Mariota is really cheap. Joe Flacco is really cheap. But I just – don't get that like shootout feeling in general from this game.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Kind of right there with you.
1: Um, Denver side of things like, you know, again, I don't really love anything here. Um, You know, Sutton is a guy that's dealing with a little bit of injury. Sanders is a guy that is dealing with a little bit of injury. If one misses play the other one, um, if they both miss play Hamilton, but like, yeah, you know, that that's kind of it. I don't like. I I, I play Philip Lindsay a lot. I don't even love this spot for Philip Lindsay. I think Tennessee run defense is actually pretty solid.
0: I still like Lindsay. I mean, this is still a guy that's averaged 5.2 yards per carry in his career. We saw him just be not great the first few weeks of the season, first two weeks of the season. Then he's kind of gone off to the last three games here. I've been high on him all season. I'm still high on him. I still don't think he gets a lot of ownership here. We have multiple touchdown upside here. Sutton, if he's good to go, then 5K is not a terrible price tag for a guy that hasn't had less than seven targets this entire season, and he has three touchdowns in his last two games. The floor and ceiling are absolutely there. He's he's not going to draw much ownership. I don't know if I'm going with Sanders too much, although I, I have no problem with it. Um, but, like, I don't want to use Flacco, but 4,800, like – They could end up throwing the ball 40 times in this game. We've seen it happen before. I don't hate – like, I don't like much on Tennessee side, but I like pretty much every player on this side outside of probably not Noah Fant, although he is 2,900 if you really need to go cheap.
1: Like, if I'm playing Flacco, I'm probably playing Derrick Henry. Just thinking, like, the game script is Tennessee scores a couple early touchdowns by running the ball and Flacco has to throw a lot in the second half, like, just kind of telling a narrative with my team um, is kind of how I would build Flacco teams here.
0: Yeah, and I don't mind bringing it back with both Henry and Delaney. You're not using up a ton of salary. We could easily see Delaney get a touchdown along with it and six to seven receptions. I mean, it's realistically possible. He's a guy that still can be involved, don't pay too much attention to the last two games. And it's all assuming that he plays. But I'm assuming they're just going to do the same thing they have been doing, holding him out for practice most of the week and then playing him.
1: Dallas at New York facing the Jets. Last game here on the main um, slate for DraftKings and FanDuel. 44 total. Dallas is favored by seven and a half in this game. What do we like for Dallas? Is this a spot that, like, we've seen Dak do really well against bad teams? Is this a spot that Dak gets it going and everybody's playing Zeke?
0: Yeah, I mean, I'll have a few Dak, Cooper, Gallup stacks. I mean, they've all done – all those guys have done great pretty much in every single game. We could see them passing the ball a lot. I think this game stays closer than people realize and hits the over in all likelihood. Cooper, Gallup, both can go off for big games. Again, you said it. People are going to be on Zeke they are paying up just because of the good matchup here. But, like, I, I there's no one I love here. Again, this is another game where there's no one I love here. I'm just going to be stacking it just to diversify a little bit. And a Dak, Gallup, Cooper um, stack could be – gbp winner going up against this bad jets defense
1: dude i love Gallup. um i love the discount from you know cooper to Gallup. you know gallop's 50 5600 here on dk he's you know you look at the three games that he's played this season the targets have been fantastic he's played plenty of snaps um he's getting red zone targets um you know air yards everything that you like to look at for wide receivers like He's super solid, you know, seventh most fantasy points per game because, obviously, he missed a game, so we've got to go per game here. Um, or he missed two games, right? He missed two games. so Yeah. yeah he might have missed three games. But, anyway, um, the games that he's missed, obviously, um, you know, you have to look at what he's done when he's on the field. Came right back from Green Bay, 14 targets, um, played a ton of snaps, not worried about his health whatsoever. So I think this is a great spot. Jets defense really bad um, defensively. So I love Gallup here. Um, I'll have some exposure to Zeke, but it just seems to me like they're throwing the ball more and more this year. And we've only seen Zeke go over 20 attempts once this season. So I don't know. I kind of feel like I'm still in the mode of like I want Zeke to beat me before I start loading up on him again. Yeah,
0: yeah, I'm kind of
1: talk about a good matchup though. Like it's the Jets. Yeah, like...
0: and yeah, it's interesting. I don't know. We'll see.
1: But I love the running back on the other side of this game. Give me Le'Veon Bell here. Um, Sam Darnold is going to be back here. Lev Bell, the workload is going to be high. We know that. Um, we saw in Week One, get plenty of targets and touches here. We we know Sam Darnold likes the. Quick, easy, dump-off slot-type throws. And, you know, you got to add probably five to ten targets here. I know it's a wide range, but I wouldn't be shocked if it's five, but I wouldn't be shocked if it's ten. And I think this is a great spot for Love Bell.
0: Yeah, I mean, the last time we saw him this cheap, I didn't really know too much about him. It's been many years. Uh, he's 6,400 going up against Dallas. This line has been moving in the Jets' direction. It's being played in New York. And I think now they're bouncing around. I think they're at set minus or plus seven right now. So this game is likely to be closer than a lot of people realize. Everyone's assuming that Zeke is just going to be running away with the ball. But Le'Veon Bell, in any case, is going to be involved regardless. And the two wide receivers that Darnold's going to throw to a lot, Robbie Anderson and Crowder, or even Demaryius Thomas, like you can get all three of those guys in your lineup for around, what, 11K? Um, or you can go two out of three of them. It doesn't look like Hearn's going to play this weekend. So, like, uh, this is another really cheap spot where you can get almost the entirety of the offense here for really cheap. If you don't think Bell's going to have a good game, play Robbie Anderson and Crowder. You don't even need to throw Darnold in that stack because even if he goes for just 300 yards and one touchdown, there's probably going to be someone that outscores at my quarterback. But if he does that, then probably means Crowder. He could have a similar game to what he had week one where he – got caught 14 passes if they score touchdowns there's no guarantee it's going to be Le'Veon Bell Robbie Anderson can go for a deep ball any given time people were raving about this guy last year and he had some big games and he's had some big games all the way throughout his career very easily could happen here so I really like this game for cheap pieces and I really really like Le'Veon Bell
1: yeah and like Hurden Herden was supposed was supposed to be back and he hurt his hamstring today so he's not going to play like we're not expected to play and like the thing that's awesome here when it comes to the Jets is all the pass catchers are under 4K. You you mentioned that. Like Thomas Crowder Anderson. Like if I if I play like a, a Dallas DAC, let's say I play like a Dak Gallup stack or something along those lines, like the 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 price of running it back here is is cheap. So um, you can even run it back with a, a Bell. You know, so there's plenty of different ways to get exposure to this one. So uh, that's it for the main slate on DK and Fandle. But on, dra- on Fantasy Draft and on Yahoo, we get uh, the Sunday night football game, the Steelers and the Chargers, 41.5 total here. Chargers favored by seven in this game. Um, it sounds as of right now that it's going to be Hodges playing quarterback for the Steelers. Um, what do you like here for Pittsburgh? Connor. That's yeah, it. I guess we should have mentioned like Samuel's going to be out for it sounds like over a month
0: Yeah, it's it's just Connor um, Price tag of thirteen one over on Fantasy Draft isn't Horrible, he's going to be the Focus of this offense, the Chargers have given Up big games to running backs, they don't have A great rushing def- or run defense So, it's Connor for me, I don't want to trust Anything in this past game
1: Yeah, <laughs> you don't have to sell me On it and like Connor's 13 1. I think he has upside at that price point. Um, the workload should be Steelers running back one type workload. We're probably not going to see this um wildcat that they've been running. Like they're gonna let Hodges play here. And man, I just I don't know what to like as far as the passing game. I think Connor is gonna be like a guy that you kind of trust in the passing game, but. I think, Grant, if you're playing on Fantasy Draft, it would not be bad if you're playing a bunch of teams in, like, the $4 or or the $28 to have some exposure to Vance McDonald here. Um, We know that young, unexperienced-type quarterbacks will take easy-type throws to tight ends. So I I don't hate, like, Vance McDonald. And I wouldn't be shocked if, like, Juju has a big game.
0: Yeah, I'm – I'm fading Juju entirely, I think. Um, But Vance, I don't mind that call at all. 5,900 over on fantasy draft. We know that he has 25-point upside in any given matchup. He's a guy that can do a ton after the catch. So, like, if he's getting easy dump-offs, then there's always a potential he breaks one for 80. So, yeah, right there with you, Vance. I really like that call.
1: Um, and then on the Chargers side of things, coming off of a week where Melvin Gordon had 12 carries, Austin Eckler had three, Marvin or Melvin Gordon had six targets, Austin Eckler had 16. So, um, you know, when we look at just week five in general for this running back situation, Melvin Gordon's the guy. Like, I love Austin Eckler, and as much as I've just – really just loved Austin Eckler in general here this season. It's really hard to trust, in my opinion, Austin Eckler right now without injuries.
0: Yeah, I don't really want to play either of the running backs. My interest is in Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. I know the game script probably doesn't favor um, wide receivers as much, but we saw what Keenan Allen did last time against Pittsburgh. Went for, what was it, 40 points. Um, they for some reason kept putting a linebacker on him. We've seen him destroy Pittsburgh in the past, and Mike Williams, like he hasn't, he's been injured all season long. He hasn't had a big game. He hasn't had a touchdown yet this season. And this is a guy that had nine, ten, and he didn't even play the entire season last year, if I remember correctly. So I have absolutely no problem playing Mike Williams here at ten four, a guy that has two touchdown upside, a guy that could end up with 35 points, a guy that's going to be entirely unowned on the fantasy draft slate. I really like him as a one-off here, and I will play quite a bit of him.
1: Yeah, um, I don't hate that call. I'm not going to say that I'm not going to have exposure to Melvin Gordon or Eckler here. I might throw a team or two with Melvin Gordon here. But Keenan Allen, Mike Williams would be the guys. Um, that I would bet my money on for the most part. So, All right, quick thoughts on Monday Night Football. Lions, Packers, 47 total. Green Bay is favored by four and a half. We'll probably go over this game uh, more in depth on Monday when we have pricing and everything. Just quick thoughts on Detroit. What do you like here?
0: Galladay, Marvin Jones, carry-on are all fine. Not huge on any of them. Um, Aaron Jones, people are going to be chasing – him too much like I, i'd probably go with galday and hawkinson being two of my favorite plays from this game um i think that detroit ends up winning this game strangely enough so i don't mind carry on i think that he could potentially be running late in the game uh and they've shown a propensity to run in almost every single game and give him a large workload like showdown slate you can go with allison you can do we know about adams at all yet is he out
1: um i don't think they're rolling him out yet no
0: uh, well, if he is out, then obviously Allison, Valdez, Scantling, Jimmy Graham are all very much in play. But um, my main guys are going to be Hawkinson and Galladay and carry on probably.
1: Yeah, Galladay, um, Johnson, I like those calls. Hawkinson, um, Stafford's been playing, been playing well. So obviously going to have to see if Devontae Adams plays or not. Um, he had a long time. Like them – that like – not playing until Monday night probably helps him more than anything else. So, um, and then the other thing you'll have to see if like Jamal Williams is going to play, you know, they're going to have to see like where he's at in concussion protocol. If he, if he doesn't play, I think you go right back to the well on Aaron Jones here, um, coming off a monster game. He's going to get the workload that we want.
0: Sorry. I zoned out for a second with the Dodgers game.
1: (laughs) No, that's fine. Yeah. Seager just struck out. Um, Trust me, I'm watching it too. Um, <laughs> man, it's playoff baseball. Like I have at bat open, so I just tend to I look down and see what's going on. But um, any any thoughts on the on the Green Bay Packers side? I mean, um, if Adams is
0: out, yeah, Valdez, Gantling, Allison. I like Jimmy Graham regardless. Um, but no one that I'm in love with. I mean, I think the smart move is to fade Aaron Jones after his ridiculous game last week.
1: So hard to fade him though against the Detroit defense. They're just allowing so many points to running backs this season.
0: Yeah, it's rough, but the toughest things in life are generally the best things.
1: Yeah, I get if Adams comes back, it might be easier. If Williams comes back, it might be easier. But if Williams is out again, I I have a really hard time fading Jones. So yeah. Um, let's play the morning grind game, and then we'll get out of here. Obviously, like we do every week, we eliminate the top five from each position when we're playing the game. So, give me running back for a hundred rushing yards or more that is not in the top five.
0: Um, I'm going Philip Lindsay. All
1: right, I like that one. I really hate playing this guy, but I think that it's just a good spot. Give me Derrick Henry. I hate Derrick Henry. I hate playing Derrick Henry.
0: But you don't need to with Bell, Fournette, and I know, are I, the same.
1: I'm telling you, I just feel like this is one of those Derrick Henry 152 touchdown games. and I, I, I'm I, not happy about it, but I'm going to have plenty of exposure to Derrick Henry this week, and I'm going to regret it instantly. Um, Give me a wide receiver for over 100 receiving yards, not the top five. <sighs> McLaren. Your boy, McLovin.
0: McMuffin.
1: Yeah, McLaurin, McLaurin is definitely a guy that you consider there. Um, I'm going to go with Gallup. I, I talked about him a lot when we were talking about that game. I really like Gallup this week, uh, so I'm going to take him. Give me a tight end for a touchdown. Not in the top five. Fells. Thank you. We're both going cheap tight ends here. I, I, is it Swam? Swan?
0: Swan song.
1: Know, whatever his name is jeff swam um i think is how you say his name from jacks i'm gonna say he gets in the end zone here i never um, read the last letter of any name i like
0: to live dangerously
1: <laughs> i'm gonna call him swami if he finds the end zone and at 2900 this week
0: swami's great beer from pizza port
1: go try <laughs> kids
0: drink responsibly
1: under 5k at flex a score over 20 who do you got oh
0: gosh do I do it? Do I say it? Do I go with it? I'm going with Robbie Anderson.
1: All right. I, I was thinking you were going to take my guy. I was thinking, man. I know exactly who you're going with. Who Who am I going with, Grant? I, I have it written well, down. I will show you. I have one
0: and I have two. Guess. I think it's either Williams or Drake.
1: It was Preston Williams. P. Williams yeah. right there written down already.
0: Yeah. yeah. I figured as much. I knew it was one of those two guys.
1: Yeah. I uh, love I love the price on Preston Williams. I think he has the upside to break it. Uh, give me a quarterback, not top five, to throw for over 300 yards. I should rearrange this. Him. I'm going to rearrange this game next week.
0: Well, I Never. always go ballsy. Like I, I could just, just have taken Fournette and a whole bunch of other guys.
1: Yeah, I'm just it, this this order throws my OCD crazy. Um, over 300 yards. Ch-ch-ch-ch-ch. You know what? Give me Minshew Mania.
0: I like it. Those were my two options.
1: Because I was gonna say Dak, but I don't know. I feel like he's so close in price to the other guys. I'm I'm gonna go Minshew. So, good on Corey. anyway. Any final thoughts before we get out of here?
0: Stack them Redskins and Dolphins.
1: All right, that's going to wrap it up here for the week six NFL podcast. We'll be back tomorrow, probably talking some more football, talking some – I don't even know if there – does does the baseball series start Friday? It does start Friday. So we'll talk some baseball on Friday. It'll probably be a showdown. I think it's only one game, uh, NLCDS. So talk one game showdown slate. Uh, so, yeah, it's going to wrap it up here for – Thursday, week six. Hope everyone has an awesome, awesome week, and we'll um, see you guys again on Friday.
0: Take it.